podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. All right, everybody. Part two today with Gene. Um, episode 615. Before we jump into because we could do a 16-hour podcast, Gene and I. But anyway, before we do that, I'd like to give a big, two, a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Go over and check those great people out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. And even more important, what allows us to keep the lights on, keep these plug-in, keep me doing all the interviews I got. Like I, You should see all the interviews I got on my hard drive right now that I got to upload to give to all of you. Teachhoops.com allows us to do that. So go over and check it out. And let's head off to the podcast. Hoops. Uh, I haven't talked about that a lot on the podcast, but go over and check that out. And then if you're looking to take your coaching to that next level, looking to go from, you know, um, middle of the run to the to the conference championship, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial, um, resources, videos, community, one-on-one calls, office hours, you name it. We've got it. And if we don't, we'll, we'll make sure we get it for you. So go over and check that out uh, at teachhoops.com. Um, yeah, let's get back to the podcast. Uh, we're playing basketball, but our spacing is great. Our yeah. timing is great. They know where everybody's at. And I'm going to tell you now, we see all these foundations, these four foundations, we're going to be able to adjust and do different things off of it. But, right. man, that's what we work on. Like in the summertime, I put in – when we go play in scrimmage and all, I put in no plays. I, I don't want to run sets and all that stuff because I know that's, that's more what I can do. Right. I put them in only the foundations and see what they can do. And it's right. been really, really big for us because now that's what we build everything in our program off of, even down to our middle school. Yeah, it's 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 the, the zone thing is similar to we run read and react, which is similar. We we have some dribble drive principles, but it's really about spacing. Most offenses are about it spacing, is. movement and spacing. It is. Yeah, and if you can teach them to do those, because they stand, they don't move. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's the problem. And, and especially if you get a great player. Like I've been, I've had right. a couple of great players and guess what sometimes they want to sit there and watch the great player play and make plays for them no you can't do that it's five person pretty soon that great player ain't gonna have a great game or something's gonna go wrong or yep. she's gonna twist her ankle and she's out okay now what we do right so you know we, we like i said spacing is so huge and just teaching kids especially with girls because a lot of times girls just don't you know they want to run a to b to c and what happens if b to c breaks down well they ain't got a clue Right. So we've been able to teach kids how to play basketball and been real, real successful with doing that. What um what would you what would you tell a young coach that wanted to get into coaching other than to see a psychiatrist? <laughs> oh Lord. Well, you know what's really Steve, what's really great right now, one of the best things that's happening in my life is I was blessed, like I said, with four children and uh I had a set of twins that matter of fact one of both of them got married in the last year. But one of them's a boy, and he has loved basketball and had a passion for basketball ever since he uh, was able to walk and has been with me in the gym, just a gym rat and everything else. Well, he's always wanted to coach. Well, guess what? Three years ago, uh, we put him as a community coach. He's in college. He's been helping me for three years on four years now. And so I'm, have the, I have the privilege right now of coaching with my son. That's awesome. And so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to teach him everything I can because when I get – 
when this dinosaur goes extinct and ride off in the sunset, I want him right there to do things better than me. Right. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I tell you one thing I'm always talking to him about is building the right types of relationships with players because I coach kids hard. I mean, if you come to one of my practices, you probably go out and say, y'all need to get him a straight jacket and put this right. guy in. He, he's, he's crazy. Right. But what I've learned is this, is you cannot coach kids hard unless you have a relationship with them, unless they truly know that you care about them outside of basketball, you love them, you, you really right. have a great relationship with them. And so I'm always talking to him about, okay, how you got to try to build trust and you got to try to build these relationships and everything else. So, uh, you know, and, and he, he does a good job with that, but you also got to be careful with being a male in a female world of coaching of right. how you do those relationships. Right. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a way that you have to really work with the kids and do that. But that's something I'm expressed to him every day, even relationships with parents, how, how you can defuse situations before they ever stop, start. Because, you know, it's another change that's happened. I got into coaching. My first thing, I ain't dealing with parents. I ain't dealing with parents. Oh, let me tell you what. You're going to deal with parents, no matter whether you believe it or not. You gonna, How you deal with them is left up to you, but you're going to deal with them. Right. So, uh, you know. And my theory has always been. My theory has been always over-communicate rather than under-communicate with parents. Absolutely, brother. I tell you, I send, I send out an email every week. Every right. week I got a list of my parents and everything else of all the week's activities, everything's going on, everything's happening. Right. Like you said, to over-communicate with them. Right. Because that's – you're going to – and we've all – we've coached we, – you and I have both coached long enough that we've had the crazies – and you can't be rational with an irrational person, but most people are relatively rational. And if they know what's going on, they might not be happy, but at least they know what's going on. Um, and then you get every once in a while, you get the, you know, the crazy, but you know, we, you and I are old enough. That we yeah, anyway. We've all had those crazies, but yeah. and I tell you how we've had to deal with them in stories within themselves. But yes, you know, yes. I tell my kids, I tell my parents all the time, you know, I, I'm very, very open with, with being able to talk with parents as long as they want to talk about the right subjects and everything else. But, you know, one thing I tell them, I says, you know, if I, if you come in here and you have uh, some concerns about your kid or something like that, and I can't really give you a reason why, right. Then I better reevaluate what I'm doing. Right. Cause you know, that's what I talked to him about is, you know, my son is, you know, all these decisions have consequences and you got to understand of how, you know, you're dealing with somebody's child, you know, because your view, I don't know if you, how many kids you've had, or if you've had children or whatever, see, but, you know, with four kids, I, I raised four totally different kids from oh, yeah. athletic ability all the way to, to right. uh, commit yes. to, to, I mean, everything. Everything. And, you know, when you, when you raise your own kids now, let me tell you, you realize a lot of things that you didn't realize as a younger coach. Right. And so it's, it's a learning experience too, all the way around. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, my, my son loves, loves sports, but he's a great student and he probably the school he's going to pick is going to be based more in academics. And my daughter would rather, I mean, if she never saw another ball the rest of her life, it'd be fine. She'd rather go be at a musical, which is great. It's like, that, that's what you got to learn as a parent. They're all different. You can't believe they come from the same gene pool, but they're all different. You know, um, he was Steve, you're talking about lessons. I tell you, probably one of the hardest lessons I had to learn because I was one of these kids, man. That that basketball just meant everything to me. I mean, it was my world. Right. It was it was everything growing up. But probably the hardest lesson I had to learn as a coach. And you said you want to tell you know something to younger right. coaches. This is probably one of the better things is I had to learn that 
all the kids didn't love it like I love it. Right. And that, that, that in your program, you have got to have a program based on or a program that can provide for a kid that absolutely has the highest level of commitment down to a kid that just wants to be a part of your program because it's something special. Right. And so you've got to be able to be able to do and, and recognize all those things and be able to supply uh, what you're really trying to do with your program to all kids. Right. And so that hardest things to me was, like I said, I had to learn, you know, everybody didn't love basketball like Gene Durden loved it. Right. You know, yes. I got to find it somebody with other kids. Right. And it, I, and I learned that in the classroom faster than I learned on the basketball court, I think, too. It's like, I love math. I'm a stats teacher. I love mathematics. It makes sense to me. But And I'll get kids in there that they love math more than I love it. And then you get kids in there that are literally the only reason they're in there is because they have to be. You know, and you gotta you got to reach each of those kids where they are. Huh. Um, so I think that's a great teaching thing. Um, all right, another co- – if you could meet one coach, living or, living or dead – and talk to him for one hour. What? Who? Who would you talk to him? Oh, great question. I, I think it would have to be John Wooden. You know, I just, I just think it would have to be him because of people don't realize that Wooden he went through a lot of struggles and all before he had all the success that he had. Right. And uh, you know, he's just so, has so much wisdom and so much. Um, you know, he just did things the right way and everything else. I, I think it would have to be John Wooden. Okay. Um, do you have any superstitions? None. I've got assistant coach. Man, I'm lucky. I'll I tell you what I'm lucky about is i got the greatest staff in the world. i got five coaches with that are all committed and everything else. But one of my assistant coaches, he's been a men's college coach and everything else all the way down. But that rascal is so superstitious. I make fun of him all the time. It is hilarious how he is. And me, I'm just, you know, I don't care. He's like, he's like all right, we got to do this. I'm like, you go do whatever you need to do, man. I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to take care of it this way. So I'm not superstitious at all. I think it's really important, too, just as a side note, and I've said this before, picking your staff is so important. It's like picking your spouse. I, I mean, oh. if you don't have a good staff, like I have the best staff ever. Like I literally have the best staff ever. I don't, I don't even do half the stuff I used to do anymore because I, I delegate it. You know, the reason I can do a podcast is because I'm not doing the stuff that, you know, I used to do because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to meet other coaches and, and broaden my horizons that way. But you got to find a good staff. If you have a bad staff, you're not going to last very long in this profession. Listen, you just hit a point, Steve, and I'm telling you, people don't realize that you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And it's like one of my coaches has been with me for 12 years. She's a female. When she first came on board, she didn't know anything about basketball, but let me tell you what she was about. She was about accountability with kids as far as making them act like, you know, doing the right things as women. Okay, well, I'm a guy. I can't teach them the right thing about being a woman. Right. She can and she holds, and let me tell you what, now she's turned into a great coach. But, man, she was so valuable to me in that area. And she's been with me 12 years. I've had another coach been with me for 12 years. I've got another. My son is, like I said, grew up in my house. He knows. We just hired a young lady out of out of college. That, that She left the high school program in Idaho. That They were competing for state championships to come down here and work with us. So, like I said, I'm just so blessed, man, to have great people. And you just hit something that I hope young coaches will learn is to start collecting. And you can't get them all at once. That's what people don't realize. These people have come on my staff in the last 14 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta build a staff like you build a program. Yep. And uh, everybody, that's what we're talking about. Everybody wants it to happen immediately, man. And it ain't going to happen immediately. But nope. surround yourself with those people and keep building. And, man, that's so important. 
It is. It is. And it's like, you're, you're right. And, and you, you have to, you have to do a couple things. First of all, when I was young, I didn't trust anybody to do anything. Like I had to do it. It's like, as you get older and a little wiser, it's like, I, I, once I trust you, I'm going to delegate, I'm going to allow you to do things. Cause I know you're going to put the time in and you're going to do the right thing, but it's hard. It's hard to find people that want to do that nowadays, to be honest with you, to be an assistant coach at a high school level. There's no glory in that. They're doing that for love of the game. Um, no, and how you treat those people are yes. huge because like me, I don't ever even talk about me being a head coach. I talk because the greatest thing about my group is this. We can do everything from coaching a fifth grade team all the way up. Nobody's got any egos about it. I right. never think – I think how you treat those people and how you make them feel about what they're doing and, and get them involved with it. But like you said also, you got to build that trust with them too because you can't have any traders on your on your staff either, man. It no. is, you know, it's like I was about how hard I coach girls. I have to watch out that, you know, if I'm getting on a kid or something like that, and they say, you know, if I got somebody on my staffs coming by and babying them and all like this, and oh, he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't do that. Right. They're under, they're undermining what you're trying to do. Right. So you got to have people come by and pick them up, but they got to do it in the right way. So, yep. like you said, getting the right people on board and trusting them is so huge, man. That's a that's a big point. It is a big point. All right, let's do a, let's do a rapid fire. This is one of my favorite parts. I'm going to give you a question. You get one answer to the question. Um, what is your What is your favorite type of basketball? Like Spalding, Bowden, Rock, whatever. What's your favorite basketball? They start with the Wilson. Wilson. Okay. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Make sure you go over and check us out on Teach Hoops. Um, on YouTube, that's really important. You can also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, you, if you want to become a better basketball coach, everyone needs a mentor. I've had several of them. I want to be your mentor and help you become a better coach, help you with all those obstacles that kind of stand in your way. Um, and also make sure if you if you really want to help us out, you can go down below and click on our Amazon link. Um, that would bookmark that every time you shop, we get a small little commission and it helps us um, with our expenses of, of running this podcast. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Committed. If you could go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would it be and why? College football championship. Because those You're cats still play. They, 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 they have passion about it. Oh, yeah. Money's not there. Um, your favorite pregame meal? Any food. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brendan Sir said something like that, too. Um, one thing you do to relax? Oh, gosh. I need help with that one. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I got where I like to go out on a boat. I like to go out on a lake. Okay. Yeah, I used to fit. I tell people I used to fish in, in golf before I coached. That was my other life. Um, best pass, best basketball player you have seen in person. I, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Blank. Um, I'm sorry. I, I know, I'm, right. I'm just going back to pass. college and everything else. I'm, I'm drawing, I don't do a lot of professional games and all that. Okay. Pass. All sorry right. Best, best player pass. of all. Best player of all time. Michael Jordan. Okay, he's winning right now. I'm telling you. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach. Having kids. Yep. Best game you've seen in person. State championship game. Between East Hall and Towers many, many years ago, boys high school. Okay, and why was it great? Back and forth action, man, kids playing their hearts out and just leaving it all on the line. Okay. Yeah, I, I won a state championship in a triple overtime. That, that's, what, that's what it's all about right there. That's what it's all about right there, bro. It is. Um, uh, one word to describe your coaching style. Intense. I'd say intense by our, our discussion. Truthful. 
Truthful. truthful. Ooh, I like that. Okay, truthful. No one said truthful. Me, uh, um, ask, ask me about that later on. Okay. Uh, top bench player of all time. Bobby Jones. Ooh, I like Bobby Jones. 76ers. Oh, God, we're aging ourselves. Yep. All right. Uh, best basketball coach of all time. I'd say Wooden. Okay, best basketball I coach right Best basketball coach right now. I'd say Popovich. Yeah, it's either him or Stevens. I'm a big Stevens guy. I just – there's no way the Celtics should have won this year. <laughs> I, you know what? And I hate to say that because I, I really – if I would put more time into it, I'd say Brad Stevens too because I – I don't know if, I, I, everything. I don't know the guy. I've listened to him in, in some clinics. But one of my really good friends, Amanda Butler, is the head coach at Clemson. Okay. And if you kept up anything with her, she, she was the head coach at Florida. Okay. And got fired down there, spent a year out there with the pros and everything else. And she went up and spent a whole, like, three months with, with Stevens and Boston Celtics staffs. And, man, she has nothing but unbelievable stuff to say about the guys. And she, you know, it was like he was – she told me a story the other day that he was uh, – they were in the playoffs, and she had just got the job at, at Clemson. And uh, she gets a phone call from him, and he's apologizing to her because he didn't call and tell her that, you know, congratulations and everything. And she's like, golly, Coach, you're in the playoffs. You shouldn't worry about my job. <laughs> but, uh, you know, somebody does something like that. That, that right there is yeah. – you know, that's unbelievable. He's on my bucket list. He's literally, I want to get him. I, I just, I'd want to sit and talk to him for an hour. That's like, he's on my list of the coaches I want to talk to. Cause I just think he's, I just think he gets it. You know, I think that Popovich is, I mean, those are great. I think Popovich is near the end of his career. I know he had some tragedy with his wife dying and I think he's near the end. I think Stevens is just at the beginning of an unbelievable. I mean, you look what he did in the college level. I just, I don't know. I just think. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think he's going to set a higher standard than, than what's been seen for a long time. In the I tell NBA. you who else. Yeah. yeah, in the NBA. I tell you who else a lot of times I don't think gets as much credit as, as due was uh, what was the coach with the Pistons uh, that was so good that passed away? Um, Daly? Yeah. Chuck. I thought yeah. it, it, they, said, they said Chuck Daly. You know, I, I did some reading on him and everything else, but. You know, I've, I've heard some things about him, too. So, and but Jay I think Wright, Brad Stevens. Jay Wright's on my list, too. I think what he's done at Villanova, he's basically made Vill – I mean, he's basically made them, like, Duke in North Carolina. <laughs> I do, too. And then with, with just solid players, we're not all – I mean, he's – don't get me wrong. Those guys get players. Right. They don't get the All-Americans. And, and I think that he's been smart by doing that. I really right. do. But you're right. right. He's done a great right. job. There's a, there's a clip I put on my – I showed my kids and then I put it on YouTube where they were up 17 with, in, the, in the finals this year. Up 17, up 17 with seven minutes to go in the finals, and one of the guys falls down, and all four of them run over to pick him up and right walks over to pick him up. I mean, that's what a team – I mean, Yeah. That's what saw I saw that clip for that's special right there. That's, that's special. That that that's and but that doesn't just happen. That's what that's what the young uh, coaches need to understand. That just doesn't. Those guys aren't just running over because they they've been they know that that's their guy. They're they're doing it like they've been taught that. They that that's part of their culture. Um. Anyway, Absolutely. all right. One one book you would recommend? Oh, I'm not a reader. I hate to say that, man. I'm, I was just I I wish I was a better reader. I'm so hyperactive and everything else. I get the reading. Next thing you know, I look around and say, what did I just read? So uh, that's just not a, uh, something that I do a lot. I wish I did more. It's been one of my okay. lifelong goals. And I've never accomplished it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a hint, Coach. You and I are very similar. I have a little ADHD going on, too. The best thing is Audible. 
you, you find the book and you listen to it while you're doing something else. Like I listen to books while I'm walking my dog or I'm exercising or things like that. And that way I'm killing kind of two birds with one stone. I'm, I'm learning things, but I'm also, it's a great way to do it. It's like podcasts, but it's their books. It's audible and it's all, and you can listen to it. But so that'd be my recommendation to you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one thing you'd tell a young coach, you kind of did that before, but what would be one thing? If you could only say one thing to a young coach. I think you got to be hard-nosed and tough-skinned now. So go back to the truthful thing. Why did you say truthful on your, on that one question? Because I tell you, I always talk, and I talk about this at clinics and a little bit of everything else, too. I, I really feel like that we need people of truth in our life because so many people now tell us what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear. <laughs> and I think that it, it, people would, even our, you know, when I look at my wife or I look at the people I'm really close with, you know, sometimes they don't tell me what I need to hear. Like right. I, I was telling you about a young lady on my staff. Uh, she's an unbelievable woman, an unbelievable person. And I promise you, if I go to her, she's going to tell me the truth. She don't care whether she hurts my feelings or not. Right. She ain't any about it. She's going to tell me what I need to hear. She's right. done it throughout coaching with her. And I think you've got to have people of truth that surround you that you, you that just got to tell you stuff that you need to hear. So I tell my players all the time that I'm going to be that person of truth. You may not like it. Uh, you may not agree with it. But you know what? I'm gonna, At least I have – I'm sorry, you there? Yeah, I lost you there for a second. Finish that, Coach. Finish that thought. I just – I was just saying uh, that – about the woman with me, but yeah. I always talk to my my players all the time and tell them – that, you know, I'm going to be that true person with them. And they might not like what I have to, to say to them, but at least I care enough about them to tell them the truth and, and how I feel. And, and, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you because so many things in this world sugarcoat it for you. And, and the, life's not easy. And no. life is a, a grind within itself. And somebody's got to be there to tell you, tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Right. And I, and I do this with my players all the time. We, 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 we refer to it as truth or harmony. Do you want the truth or do you want harmony? And, and I go, and, and they'll say, Oh, I want the truth coach. And then I said, okay, here's the truth. You're not, you're not boxing out and here's what you're not doing. Right. If the, you know, they'll, they'll go, well, why are we winning? You want truth or harmony? Well, truth is we're not doing a, B and C harmony would be, Oh, you're the best team in the world. Don't worry about it. We'll win the next one. You know, we, we talk about truth and harmony all the time, you, you know, and I think it's so important to have that truth with your players. Listen, you know what? Here's another thing. You're talking about younger coaches. It's like right now. See, when you said that statement, truth and harmony, you can bet I'm putting that in my mind right now. And I'll go back and use that as soon as I can. See, what what I think one thing, too, you're talking about with younger ones, one thing's helped me through my career, and I can tell by talking to you, it's always helped you, too, is we're older coaches, but we're right. always trying to sharpen our skills and learn from other people. See, the great thing about this podcast is this, I don't know you, Right. But right now, I got total respect for you because of just what I've heard from you and what I'm learning from you. Right. And see, I think so many people now think they've got it all solved. They yeah. think they, they 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 have it all and have it. And once you quit growing, you're done. You're done. You're done. I mean, you're that, done. Yeah, that's what people don't realize. Yeah. And some people just don't want growth in their life. They nope. don't want truth in their life. They don't want growth. And so this podcast has been great for me because I've enjoyed hearing some things from you 
and broadening my growth and broadening my horizon. Yeah, me too, coach. That's awesome. And that's what I tell, I tell my son and my daughter who live in my house. I tell them, this is what life's about. Find those. I mean, I'm sitting here because obviously I've had good players. I've had good coaches, but I've had great mentors too. I've had other people that have helped me along the way. And that's what I don't think people realize is for young coaches is find some people that will help you along this journey because they will help you. If a, if a coach emails me, I respond. Trust me, if they have a question or anything because of this podcast and my YouTube channel, all that stuff, I get emails all the time. I always respond to them because that's, that's part of me giving back to the, to the game that's given me so much. You know, I feel like that's part of my community services. I want to be able to help coaches. Um, you know, and that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm coming down to the clinic. I'm bringing my wife and we're coming down to the clinic because it's great. I want to hear other coaches. I want to, you know, that's, that's part of the growth part of this game. I think, I think you're right, coach. Um, oh, it's, you're, you're absolutely right with that too. And I wish more people understood that. Like I said, it's just, a, it's kind of a lost art. It nowadays. is really, well, I really look forward to seeing you and, and I'm going to put in the people that are listening to this, I'm going to put in the show notes, the stuff for the clinic. Um, I think you're starting us off early morning too, coach. I think you're like the first person. <laughs> Yeah, they, they bring me in to try to wake everybody up, I think. Like I said, they come in and blast everything in there. And so, But I tell you what, Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure. Now, you know, what's got me fired up is I can't wait to meet you. It will be and, great. Uh, well, 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 I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to try to get as many of the coaches as I can, and it will make, it will make lunch, and we can all get together. And, 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 you know, I told Kevin, I said, we could do like a roundtable at the end, too, if people aren't too tired. I mean, I would love to sit down with all the coaches and just sit and talk. Um, because that's the fun part of this thing. I think, uh, you know, bouncing, I call them, I refer to them as golden nuggets. You know, when I go in clinics or I go listen to coaches, I'm always looking for those little golden nuggets that I can take Absolutely. to my team. Um, you know, so yes, I look forward to it coach. So, um, I will see you in a, in a, in a couple months for sure. Listen, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be here to talk with you and meet you and everything else. And like I said, I look forward to, uh, to uh, meeting you down there. And if there's anything I can ever do, please let me know. And I uh, like I said, it's just, it's been a blessing and honor to be on, on this podcast. Oh, it's been my, it's been my pleasure. Have a, have a great weekend coach. I hope it's not too hot down there. It's like 90. In Wisconsin hey, today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty hot. One thing we got to do with Kevin though, what I tell everybody that, that calls and asks me, he's doing his legends clinic. I tell him, I said, the only thing about being a legend, that means you're very, very old. So I need, we need to get a new title or something. Yeah, I don't know. We need to change the name. We'll get the, yes, you're right. They call them the old, the old guys. So yes. All right, coach. Talk to you soon. Hey coach. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you subscribe and like, leave a written review. We would love those. Also, I would ask that you go down and think about joining teachhoops.com. I know you've been thinking about it. It's like, oh, should I do it? It's a lot of money. It's like, Trust me, it will pay for itself. I would not, I, you know, I have partners I have to pay, but it is worth every penny. So go over and check it out. Um, and then if you're going to do any shopping, click that Amazon link down below. Sports Social Podcast Network.